Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No reason for that. You heard about your, your run in with Bob Hanna. Um, there are. European cars that seem to be good values, right? Um, the prices hit the floor as soon as they near 100000 This is a known quantity. So this is a conversation continuing, yeah. an off-air conversation. <laughs> an off-air but that's conversation. okay. I mean, everybody that's deserves fine. to hear it. So what you're saying, if you're approaching 100,000 miles on an Audi, a BMW, or a Mercedes, or whatever, stray away unless they've done that annual maintenance? Uh, it's I just wouldn't own one, Scott, unless there was a real long a warranty, and, and this is a known quantity. This what about is, my, I'm not inventing What about something. my Mercedes Sprinter van? That, see, that's not a... It's very specific to performance. You know, the higher the performance, the higher your power bills are going to be in an, a, an A6 is a real... We don't want to upset any uh, vendors either. No, here. no. <laughs> but it, we don't I don't, have, I don't know of any European manufacturers that advertise with our show, so I don't really yeah, care. That, so the yeah, Mercedes, the Mer <laughs> Mercedes, the Mercedes Sprinter van... That you're talking about, that's the same thing that Mike and Frank drive across the yeah, country. Yeah, I haven't seen the van, and they're made I, to go 400,000 miles. Since I bought the van, I haven't seen it. It's currently racing the GNCC series with Jason Thomas for Kawasaki. So, I thought the which higher, awesome, which the is a high, great investment for Kawasaki on my behalf. I thought the higher performance vehicles, okay, the, uh, like the uh, like the Audis or Mercedes or Beamers, um, you know, especially the European ones, were meant to go a quarter of a million miles. So maybe I'm wrong. That's not a good investment, huh? Uh, Mercedes, I think, might be somewhat of an exclusion from that. But again, you you would likely weren't getting the performance models. An A6 is a hot rod. It's a sports car. Really, it's a, it's a sports bad car. Dude it's a car. very sports sweet. car. It's a sports car. And if you're talking about pick any other Mercedes that doesn't have an SL in it, yeah, or one of the really high end sports models, that's they're apples and oranges. They're not the same. Mike Lang, what would you do? Would you would you be a customer for an A6 with ninety one thousand miles on it? Twenty sixteen A6, uh, uh, ninety one thousand miles on it. Would you be a customer for that at twenty five thousand bucks? I don't even know what it is. Well, twenty twenty five thousand dollars. Just take a, a dollar bill out of your pocket and then times twenty five. That's what it is. And then and then light them on fire. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Mike. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. We're kind of beating around the bush on everything tonight, but we've we've had a really good show so far. Can you uh, hold up your end of the bargain? I hope I can. You're going to be racing this weekend with us in uh, in Davenport at the Mississippi, uh, what is it, Tony? Mississippi Valley Fairgrounds. Yeah. Fairgrounds. Well, I think he's coming. Well, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. and Mike, it'll, it'll be great to see you. It'll be the second time you and I have worked together. But coming out of the great state of Wisconsin, why is this event special for you? Well, I've been coming to Davenport since 1977. Wow. And... Uh, you know, it's just been like a, a tradition every year, uh, pilgrimage to uh, uh, Davenport. Uh, this year, it's going to be a little different for us. Uh, uh, Harley Davidson's 115th is here in town in Milwaukee. Yeah, like we uh, care. We really don't care. <laughs> yeah, I, and, uh, you know, I, I got events coming, you know, uh, be racing tomorrow uh, and uh, uh, here in Wisconsin, but... Uh, you know, we're packing the trailer up, and uh, we're bringing a bunch of people down uh, Friday morning, and 
you know, we'll get set up and we'll get ready to race the the great uh, Davenport half mile again. Yes, sir. And the half mile was looking really good before we got the nine inches of rain this afternoon, from what I understand. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I've said? But uh, we'll get it. Anytime Harley has a celebration, which is apparently every year now. Every 45 days. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're holding uh, free Indian rallies. Um, That's what we're doing. Yeah. (laughs) Well, well, they need the competition. Tell us about your competition bike. What are you going to be racing? What are you going to be riding? I'm going to be riding a 1921 Harley-Davidson uh, board track uh, motorcycle, and uh, it's the bike I've been running for uh, uh, quite a, a few years. Yeah, you you had that there last year, right? Yes. And yeah. that's worth a quarter of a million dollars. That's what Tony is telling me. Well, uh, there, there will be one that is worth that and more. Uh, mine probably not so because uh, uh, it's a replica, but... Uh, I am letting one of my good friends, uh, Casey kager uh who works at Harley, uh, he is going to be racing uh, the ex-Gene Barron 1925 FHAC factory racer. Wow. One, of two, one of two known in the world. So You know what, uh, man? I got to tell you, that's Mike. That's pretty cool. Mike, the, the, that's what everybody wants to see. And you guys, when you're on the short track, you know, you couldn't. You couldn't open them up, and you were just constantly turning, and and uh, so you know you you talked about how it's easier to ride the half mile, but you guys are insane to go that fast into that corner on those things because, I mean, I'm telling you what, those things are spooky. And the thing I really, and you know, and, and Mike knows this, but I just took this event over last year, and we've got a long ways to go before we can get this thing back to or, or what not not back. I don't want to say that we've got a long ways to go at this event to get it to its potential but i think we've we've made a big leap forward putting it back on the half mile and uh we've we've got a uh we've got some stuff planned this friday with with uh, some interaction with the riders that i think could build a good relationship going forward um you know during the riders meeting that kind of thing but uh the thing that's really unique about davenport and and the reason that i think it's so cool is because and, and i didn't start this thing i mean this is a 30 year old event John Parham started it, and then, uh, you know, it's changed hands a couple times. Right. But uh, the thing that's so neat about Davenport and why it's so worthwhile going is two things. One, there's the biggest swap meet I've ever seen for vintage motorcycle stuff. So cool. So cool. Five hours is not enough. No, you, you go need on- an entire day. You need to go on Thursday and then and Friday, you know, Thursday afternoon, spend the night, make, you know, party it up, and then Friday, same deal, and then and end with the with the racing. But the thing that's so cool about the racing is every single era of motorcycle racing from the beginning, from the Henry Ford Model T days, the Wright brothers are flying. I mean, th- that's the same time that uh, these motorcycles came out that, that Mike Lang is racing. And then we go all the way through every single era, all the way to modern times. We have a modern class, a couple modern classes. So the racing's great. I've got people that are calling me from all over California, Colorado. Yeah. Uh, my pre-entries are, are are literally states that I've, you know, that you just you're just surprised that people are going to be there yeah. from that far away. But it really is a true uh, representation of every era of motorcycle racing from the beginning to now. And I think that's neat. And Mike, it is. Everybody wants to see the board trackers because that's obviously the most unique thing there. And and you guys are the show. I what really, did, what I really did, think that. What does your bike sound like, Mike? Uh, say on the third turn. Can you can you give us? A, Don't Mike? do it. No, he's going to do it. No, it, it, it's hard to explain. You know, I mean, these bikes um, 
are are light. Uh, most of them are incredibly powerful. Uh, I, you know, I just made new cams for mine over the winter. I, I did something I've been wanting to do for years, uh, make individual cam lobes to where I can degree each cam lobe into, uh, so things happen where I want them. Right. And uh, the races I've run so far this year, I can see a significant increase in power. And so the, my bike actually sounds different this year. You know, anytime you change cam timing, you're going to get a different exhaust note. And uh, so my bike sounds a little different, but, you know, especially going down the back straightaway uh, at Davenport, it is just music to, to my ears. It's uh, which is, it's what I live for. You know, uh, it, it, Davenport is where it all began. Uh, somebody, I, I posted it on Instagram the other day. I said, I've been uh, promoting, you know, I've been, uh, every day I've been taking pictures of, of uh, pictures from Davenport and, Say you know, come on down to Davenport, Iowa, race with us. You know, come support the the event. And uh, I said, this is where it all began. And uh, a guy posted a, a comment saying that's you know, it's not where board trackers began. Well, I tell you, in modern history, Davenport Half Mile was the first place where board track motorcycles started to race again. They quit and, being garage queens and they started being what they were meant to be. Absolutely, you know, and I had great mentor Gene Barron. Uh, we lost him back in uh, in uh, 2008, and uh, but I got to race with him when he was 80 years old. And uh, after after he won that night at Davenport, uh, he passed his bike on, and that's the one that's going to be uh, racing Friday night. So wow. uh, it is a, a real honor to uh, present these bikes to the fans up in the. Uh, the stands and and the and the rest of the riders in the pits. Uh, it's just a, a real honor to be able to take these things out and and stretch your legs. So. Mike Lang, our guest, and Mike. One thing I know about you, um, you're not willing to take no for an answer from an engine or a competitor. <laughs> if if it looks like it should run, you're going to make it run. And well, yeah, it's it's in me, and I, I always want to take it apart and make it better. Right, <laughs> and that's it. I mean, you're not afraid of doing so. You have a better better idea, much like Sears did. Remember when Sears had a better idea? Right. Uh, yeah. How's that working for Sears these days? Uh, <laughs> well, maybe a bad I, example. I, I tell you what, I, I had the, in 1995, I had the honor, the true honor of racing a 1914 Cyclone, and it was a customer of mine. Uh, I was going to, you know, rebuild the engine for him. Uh, there's only a couple of them in 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 the world, and and uh, I, I I said to him, I said, well, you know, I started to say, what if I, you know, like blow this thing up? And he and he said, we'll fix it, you know. And I'm, it's my belief that uh, they're meant to be used. And I have, uh, we just put up a brand new shop, and and uh, I'm going to be, uh, you know, cranking out some. Some new bikes uh, coming up here in the next couple of years, and and uh, you know hopefully we can put on a great show for the fans at Davenport. I'm not uh, begging, so. but dude, can you make me a bike? <laughs> <laughs> Get his wallet out, right? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Just take a dollar every day. Who's who's my there friend? There it is. He brought it back. <laughs> what, what, what's my friend's name that uh, does the Nortons? Um, Rambo. Um, out in yeah what, yeah yeah i remember yeah i mean i asked him to make me a bike he said well send me 
a piece of crap and I'll send you for thirty thousand dollars. I'll send you back a brilliant, brilliant yeah. piece of yeah. museum history that you'll love writing. You ain't gonna touch on these board trackers for thirty grand. <laughs> well, no, yeah. I'm not. I'm just as an example. It's Rambo yeah. is uh, he? Off, you can eat off his shop floor. I mean, it's that clean. You you polish everything. You take everything apart. All the nuts, bolts. It doesn't matter. Everything gets polished, and then he buries all the cabling within the tubes of the bike, so it looks that much sweeter. So clean, those Nortons, but uh, God bless them. Hey, Mike, it's always good to talk to you, brother. I'm looking forward to seeing you on Friday. We'll be there, and I'll tell you, you know, I, I it's, uh, it's just been a, a tradition over the last 40 years that uh, I've been able to race at the, the great uh, Davenport Half Mile, so... Uh, we will be there, and uh, we'll put on a great show. We might call it, uh, in the future, we might call it the Mike Lang an- Anniversary Race. <laughs> well, <laughs> that would be too kind, but uh, Wouldn't that be cool? I enjoy uh, putting it out there and uh, and sharing it with all the, all the people. Well, Mike, uh, this program tonight dedicated to a life well-lived. Tuskegee Airman Captain Robert Martin has died at 99 years old, born in 1919. Uh, lived a long and fruitful life, but one of those that we recognize, Tuskegee Airman Captain Robert Martin, dead at 99 years old. All right, want to thank uh, Mike Lang, of course, Colton Haker, Michael Locke as well. Hour number one is complete. We're sending it to the books. But coming up, hour number two, Slammin' Sammy Halbert and Rick Hobbs will be joining us. We'll have an hour of discussion and uh, conversation a little later on in hour number two. So stay tuned. Our producer on this program is Jack DeLeon, Leanne DeLeon, our internet edition of this program. I want to thank Tommy Boy Halverson and Chris Bishop as well. Stay tuned. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.